Hello, you're listening to the Co-Create Work podcast with Lakita Williams and Chloe Anderson. At Co-Create Work, we help leaders just like you build companies that change lives. Each week on this podcast, we talk all things leadership, personal development, well-being, lifestyle, and creating the capacity it takes to build a great company with more ease and alignment. Welcome to the Co-Create Work podcast. Hello, co-creators. Welcome to the Co-Create Work Podcast. And today is a little bit different. I am going to be doing a solo episode today, as promised. And Chloe is also going to record a solo episode. And we're talking about our different experiences and kind of what we did on sabbatical. We got so many questions and so much interest when we talked about sabbatical, uh, questions ranging from like, how did we do it? What were our plans? But the question that I got the most often was, what are you going to do? So our sabbatical was fairly short in terms of what people think about when they think about sabbatical. So we were on sabbatical for 30 days. It felt like we had a little bit of transition time because we started right ahead of the holiday. So that gave a little boost as we prepared to go into sabbatical. But for us and for me in particular, it was such a interesting experience. And I definitely feel like I took so much away and excited to share with you all about that today. So the big thing I would say is a sabbatical allows you kind of the opportunity to learn in a different space, right? You don't have information coming in that you're processing. So it feels a little bit different to me as a founder and entrepreneur than like being off on a weekend. (laughs) Because sometimes even when even though I'm off on the weekend, I'm still processing information, thinking about things, sometimes jotting down ideas, sometimes actually getting requests, although we are really, really diligent about kind of protecting time off, but it is a different space. Probably when you're about five days in, I think you really feel it. I think that tracks also with kind of the data that we know about vacation, which is that it takes people about seven days before they can start to relax. So if you are on vacation less than seven days, you are kind of still in this process of like moving, going, processing information. So it took quite a few days. Um, I actually have something that happened that made it even more challenging, but I definitely had a takeaway from there. So my intention around what I was going to do going into sabbatical was rest. So I was really focused on how do I pour into my health, spend a lot of time grounding myself, not necessarily passive rest. So had ideas around things like being in nature, hikes, you know, treatments, all the things was originally part of my game plan. (laughs) Uh, And that definitely had some interruption, which I'll talk about in just a moment. The big, big thing that I learned, I think, throughout this process, and I'm going to talk about three things in particular, but overarching the importance of rest. So I had that sense going into the sabbatical. Um, You all know here at Co-Create Work, 
We love Trisha Hersey's work on rest, on resistance. So that book definitely helped me. It wasn't the catalyst for the sabbatical, but it definitely helped me to think about sabbatical. And so I went into it thinking about rest and I came out of it thinking about rest and how critical it is. And that kind of when I ran into bumps during sabbatical, because challenges definitely came up. I use this idea of rest and practice as rest as a center and for me to bring myself back to like, why am I doing this? What am I prioritizing right now? So early in the process, I actually had COVID. So I got COVID late December and going into January because of just the compromised immune system I have, the treatment that I was given had a rebound uh, and there's a lot of information about rebounds. So it actually ended up extending kind of the time that I was testing positive. Sometimes I was more sick than others, but Ultimately, I kind of ended up maybe 10 to 12 days into January in kind of isolation. Y'all know if you've been listening to the podcast, I have a really big family and our was our goal to keep as many people healthy as possible. So quite a bit of time in isolation. After that time, I kind of came out rearing (laughs) and decided to pursue the things that I had, you know, originally planned. So tons of body treatments, body work, both mental and physically doing quite a bit of cooking, uh, which I haven't said on this podcast, but I really don't like to cook. Uh, So a little bit of experimentation there, but I really tried to use it as a meditative practice, which I think is what people who really love to cook do. So I I found that really helpful and interesting as well. I traveled a bit uh, and went on a trip with my husband and we had a wonderful, wonderful time and then came back and just kind of prepared to go into transitioning back into work and really pulling together ideas and kind of themes that came up for me. I forgot to mention, I took a ton of classes, so I took a class on travel. I took a class on Notion. I'm now like a Notion girly. I took classes around investing. I just took so many classes, which just confirmed, I think for me that like I'm a learner. So it was a great, it was great to experience those. And there is so much supplemental learning information around that it was really helpful to engage in that. And it was really a ton of fun. And I'll link to some of the courses, or at least if they're not open some of the people I took courses with as well. So the three things I learned as I went through this process is number one, as you probably heard, is that things don't go as planned. And that was okay, right? I went in with intention of being well, as as well as like what my baseline for well is as possible. So when I tested positive for COVID, it really, really threw me off. I was really, really bummed at first, really frustrated, um, had like a lot of kind of struggle with that. I think I can only look back and say, okay, there was learning there for me. During the time that I was going through it, I was struggling. (laughs) I just want to say that and name that and be clear about that. What I did during that time of being in isolation was engaged in a lot of the 
quieter work that I had already planned to do. So it allowed me to work with things as it unfolded versus I have this strict plan and I'm only going to follow that plan. That is, you know, a lesson that I took away. I would have loved to learn that lesson without COVID. Like I'm not one to be like, oh, and this is what this taught me, right? But looking back, it was an opportunity for me to say, hey, I'm sitting here instead of stewing, you know, how do I engage in the practices and the things? And that had ups and downs for sure. But I think anyone who's planning for an extended leave can think about how how can I be flexible? And I think we sometimes go on sabbatical to embrace that idea of flexibility. For me, because I am more of a planner, I came into it with a plan and um, learned very quickly <laughs> that I needed to be flexible and try something different. And so that's what I did. So the first part of sabbatical was a, quite a bit quieter. And then as you know, things transitioned across the month and I got to get out and do some of the things I was really excited about. The second thing that I took away is that I was really focused on rest as I talked about at the top of the podcast. But what I learned is that the rest for me also meant clarity. It also meant space to think. So I think sometimes when we're talking about rest, we're often thinking like physical rest and what that looks like. And that is critical. Mental rest is so critical. And it wasn't a thing that I went into sabbatical prioritizing as much. Like I was like, here are the things I'm physically going to do to support my wellness. Here are the things I'm physically going to do to help me embrace rest. But ultimately, with a quiet mind, I had more clarity, more space to think. And that was such a huge benefit to me. And I really relaxed into it and rolled, rolled with the punches. So sometimes it would be three ideas for the business. And instead of being resistant to that, like I'm supposed to be on sabbatical, I let that flow, right? I captured it into notes. Since I had God and highly engaged with Notion, I had a list of like notes from sabbatical for the business and just stored it in Notion. And that ended up being probably a full page of notes. So it gives you a space to let things come in. And I know kind of the more traditional version when we think about sabbatical is that it's time away from work, but it is usually used for like study or personal growth or travel, right? And you have all these different pieces. And so I think I was able to have the gamut and kind of experience a lot of different things. And one of those was a lot of clarity, a lot of ideas for the business. And I was open to that and embrace that. And as a result, came out with some really cool ideas and connections and things that I am prioritizing and we're prioritizing as a company this year. And then finally, the biggest thing I think that jumped up and slapped me in the face (laughs) is that I wasn't spending enough time in other areas of my life. I had been getting the signal a little bit from some of my doctors and the neurologists who just kind of talked to me about, you know, pacing and all the things, how, what percentage of time of, of your energy are you spending at work? And it caused me to take a beat and think about it at that moment, which was probably a few months before sabbatical. And I was like, hmm, probably about 80% of my energy that I have to fill up my whole life is focused in, in work and in the business. And as you all know, I have a partner, I have a I have four kids. We have a very busy family. (laughs) And so 
it just showed where is the opportunity for me to bring in uh, energy into these other areas. So that was the kind of major takeaway. And I started a planning process on a weekly basis as a result and really scheduled in time. So I, I had to say, okay, there's maybe seven or eight key areas of your life. And I, I think we talked about this on another podcast, but you can think about spiritual, personal health, relationships, uh, you know, family, it's, it's a few other areas. And so what I couldn't say, okay, I am going to overhaul everything because that would be way too overwhelming. So it's like, hey, what are three areas that I really want to prioritize? So I went into sabbatical knowing that one of the things I wanted to focus on was wellness and coming out of it that was top of the list, right? So it's like, you know, I have to prioritize that first to be able to pour the energy into other things. When that moves down, even if it moves down just one step in the process, then it takes away from my energy for other areas of my life. So with this thought that I had, you know, prioritizing wellness and health was first, family was second, and then physical health, you know, mind, space, spirituality was third. So I have been doing not perfect, but much better. I think at this balance of bringing in those other priorities and areas of my life post sabbatical. It's a process. I, w- I was telling a friend of mine just yesterday, I said, hey, you know, uh, I often I love the term reset and I love the practice of, re- of resetting. And I was like, I feel like I'm doing a reset every week, right? Um, that I'm like, okay, we're, we're back on board. Like, here are our plans. Here are our steps. Let's move forward with that. And so I have been really, you know, making a practice of, hey, if I feel like things are off, if I feel like I've gotten a bit uncertain centered. Let's do a reset. And, you know, I have different steps that I take for reset. Usually it's connected to connecting or engaging with someone who really inspires me, their content or their YouTube channel. It's it's very, I don't know, that that might be kind of unique to me, but it's one thing that helps to bring me back. And then I pull out a physical planner. Uh, Even though I love technology, I have so many virtual planning tools. I will just pull out a physical physical planning book, which I purchased at the start of the year. And then I will start with practices. Like what are the practices that I'm going to do this week? Am I going back to breath work? Do I need to schedule some sessions? I'm the type of person who really likes to be guided for different areas that I do. So whether it's breath work, meditation, I, I like to partner with someone else um, that really helps me to ensure that I get it completed <laughs> and prioritize it. So it's like, hey, do you want to be right or you want to be successful, right? Let's be successful. So put the things in place that you need to put in place um, in order to to achieve the goal that you set out to achieve. So those were kind of my three takeaways and a little bit about my sabbatical. I mean, we definitely traveled a little bit, had fun, uh, hung out together, experienced some new like games and stuff like that. So it, it was a great time. And I think these three learnings were really, really critical. And I think that sabbatical needs to be a practice versus just 
just a one-off thing. I know when I was looking into kind of what the overall definition of sabbatical was, it's like, hey, you know, for professors, one year off for every seven years. And so a year off is a significant amount of time. I actually have a colleague that is planning something like that. And I'm so, so thrilled for her. And a shorter sabbatical is okay, right? If you can only start with a month, if you can start with three months, go for it. So we talked in our last episode about what steps you need to take in order to make sabbatical a reality. And I would encourage you to do that. But don't let the planning for what I'm going to do during sabbatical get in the way or make you fearful from moving forward to taking those steps. All right. Well, as always, thank you so much for your leadership and thank you for listening in. Thank you for spending time with us today. For any resources referenced during today's episode, you can find that information in our show notes at cocreatework.com slash podcast. You can also connect with us on Instagram at cocreatework. If you have any questions about this episode or transforming the future of work, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at podcast at cocreatework.com. And if you'd like a little weekly love in your inbox, subscribe to our mailing list and get our guide to 40 powerful questions to accelerate your growth. The link is in the show notes. Finally, we want more leaders like you joining us each week. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Co-Create Work podcast wherever you listen to podcasts.